Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show. Ten years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of rye humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Guys, we got a big list. I got to jump right into the middle of it here. Miles, I got to start with you because you are our resident Trump publican. Jordan investigating Manhattan DA um, Alvin Bragg's unprecedented abuse. Uh, is this is this political theater, Miles Bauer? Yeah, I think you and I texted each other yesterday around this. That yeah, I mean, you know, it 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 sounds like the DA there in Manhattan is having a hard time getting the grand jury to come around to indict. So if you were to get on DuckDuckGo.com so that you could actually see the truth, if you were to type in, what does it mean to be out over your skis, there'd be a picture of this district attorney from New York. <laughs> That's kind of how I see it. I think he got way out over his skis. And frankly, I think President Trump played him like a Stradivarius, um, I really do. I and you know, you know the the thing that I like being a Trumper <laughs> is that if if they would actually indict him, it would almost guarantee he would be the Republican nominee. And that might be one of the reasons he's backing off because I think the the folks at the Democrat Party recognized that they had a nightmare in the making. Um, the, the the charges, and by the way, reading Twitter, um, which is still leftist, I don't care what Musk says, reading the, the tweets on this from the left over the last seven days or so, they've got more memes and craziness depicting Trump being carried out by the law and handcuffed and hair, uns- you know, flopped over. And, I mean... The left has been absolutely as excited as they could possibly be on this topic. Yeah, this is just the latest iteration of Trump derangement syndrome. It really is. It's just a hilarious thing. If they don't think, this is my fun part when I'm reading all of the far left on social media, they would tell you that he is not electable. And I'm going, okay, well, then why do you care? Why is this such a big thing? Your hair's on fire. You're excited for a guy that makes no difference whatsoever. How does that work in the same paragraph? Right. What, what do you think, Ludwig? Um, <clears throat> I think he outsmarted the, the attorney grand jury. Oh, man, he's turned it into a fundraising bonanza. Yeah. yeah. What a better way to have your name constantly with your angry base who it- watches all of the circus they're on fire, and this is just more, more fuel in the in the burner for them. Well, and that's what he's done. Even I mean, if you look back to sixteen, I remember when uh, Governor Huckabee was on, or it might even been the governor uh, from New Jersey too. But they'd be like, "So, what do you think about Trump?" And they're like, "I'm here to talk about my candidacy." Right. <laughs> I'm right. not here to discuss Donald Trump. Right. Oh yeah. He's a master of this. He. <laughs> He really is. It was a gift to him. Love him or hate him? He must have been rubbing his hands together going, oh my, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) He's one of the few presidents. We've joked about this in the past, and then i got to get back on the list. But, Miles, you tell me if my perception is flawed on this. And, by the way, everybody, just so you know, I'm not a never-Trumper, and I'm not an always-Trumper. I'm really not in 
either of those two boats. But well, you're you're a cruiser. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. I knew it. But <laughs> but listen, when I <laughs> and 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 Lud and yeah. Lud's just squishy. He is. He's his fingers are all. Oh, I'm gonna, this week. I'm a cruiser because Trump's in trouble. Next week, I'll be a Trumper again. <laughs> Double DeSantis. I don't know what you're talking about. Speaking of DeSantis, he'll be in Michigan next week. Are you going to be there? No, I don't really chase these people down. You don't want pictures with them for only 250 bucks. Oh, that's it? <laughs> they take a check. I'll date it for February 30th. you got to drive to the other side of the state to do it. That was a problem for me. Well, that's, see, there it is. It's $350 <laughs> to get over there. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, it's it's fascinating times is... Uh, is is what it is. So, all right, let me switch to one of my other favorite topics. Ford's electric vehicle business lost $2 billion in 2022, offset by big profits in fleet and legacy unit sales. I, I Listen, here's the problem, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, especially Ludwig and maybe especially Jared, because I'm the old guy in the room. But I spent 32 years in that business. Folks, I don't care what the media tells you. The people don't want electric vehicles. They just don't. Is there an element? Absolutely. Do they have a right to buy it? Absolutely. Do I want to contribute to their purchase? Absolutely not. But listen, when they when they force, when the government forces with your tax dollars, by the way, that's the tool they're using to force these manufacturers to get into this game. The manufacturers are just going to pass it on. So when you're wondering why it's eighty and ninety thousand dollars for a Ford Expedition with a gas engine, guess why? That's why. That's why. I'm wondering how come people can't do basic, basic, basic math. That's why the cost of vehicles have gone crazy because the far left is demanding EV and the customers don't demand it. Miles, real me, and you're the high-tech guy in the room. What am I okay, missing so, here? So I don't want to jump subjects, but it's rich for a couple of guys from Michigan telling me about EV batteries when you're, <laughs> when you're, when you're governor or whatever the Wicked Witch of the North is just sold your tax dollars down the river. Yeah, listen, but she's getting this is the, the Wicked Witch of the North, how we affectionately refer to our governor Whitless, she's getting a boatload of federal dough. So you're sitting there in Chicago land thinking that it's funny, <laughs> but you're paying for it also. Cause she's right. not spending my dough. She's spending federal tax dough because and by the way, both sides of the aisle to your point in our last text exchange, both sides of the aisle are tripping over themselves, but what they're tripping over themselves over is free money. And I would remind everybody, Miles, you'll probably echo this, and so will you, Lud. When we got all those those Insta checks from both Trump and Biden, free money, free money, free money, and now you're paying crazy money for everything that you do at the supermarket. Inflation's a son of a gun. I'm just saying to you. So let's stick, <clears throat> let's stick with the Ford thing here. Number two things. Number one, nobody wants EVs. Uh, in a non-scientific poll in my classroom. I'll have ask everybody. How many people are in that classroom? Thirty. <clears> Thirty to forty, depending. Oh, that's on, on that's an outrageously sized classroom. Don't you have a union? You should only have like four or five students in there. Yeah, the ratio they don't pay for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, keep so, going. <laughs> in a non-scientific 
poll, but if I ask them, yep. six people raise their hand. I said, who's an electric car? Six people raise their hand. Right. Great. Then I say, not a Tesla. All six go down. Okay. okay. So they only, they only really want a Tesla because they look cool. It's probably the most popular brand in EVs. So no one actually wants one of these. Right. The price, the other thing is the price point on the vehicles you're talking about, the gas guzzlers that are through the roof. I mean, you could buy a Jeep Wrangler for fourteen grand in 2000. Today, that same Jeep Wrangler is 40000 the market is being forced to pay more for these, and because they're still doing it, the prices continue to increase. If we all just stop buying them, that would also drive those prices down. We have to stop being willing and able. We're getting to a point where we're not able to anymore, but willing to buy those. I mean, there's a Grand Wagoneer, a Jeep, for $110,000. Sure. That's the price of a house in my mind, and it's a Jeep. We're not talking about a Bugatti, a Lamborghini, a Jeep. We have to stop being willing to pay that price. And all they've done to make it able is they've taken your, remember, 60 months? Yeah. That's no longer. No. We're not on the 84-month. No, 60 months. The 96-month range to buy cars. When I first got into the, into the car business, 36 months was pretty standard term. Um, and then it got to four years. And when it went to five, we're all inside the, in the, inside the business. We're going, oh, my God, five years for that? Seriously? And you're looking at a Ford Escort going, that thing ain't going to make five years. <laughs> Listen, folks, when we come back, we've got to jump into this banning thing and TikTok. So do me a favor. Stay with us. We've got to go to a break, but we truly will be right back. The Unvarnished Truth with Mike Hewitt. I don't care if you're gay or not, but our K-12 schools are not your political battlefield. Young people are being hurt. Folks, students are being pressured in epic measure to conform and adopt the far-left sexual and social lifestyle, an effort to canvas for and cause conversions. The price our young are paying for the far-left selfish politics is depression, drug addiction, loneliness, despair, and suicide. Enough already. Newsflash, your demand for equality is valid, but that's not a green light to advance a far-left cultural revolution in our public schools. Parents, please be aware, we're witnessing unparalleled times and our young are shouldering the burden. Don't fool yourself into believing this is only happening to someone else somewhere else. This epidemic is from shore to shore and the only cure is eyes wide open truth. Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You're going to like it. Listen, guys, I had to take us in a different direction. I want to get back to the EVs in a little bit. But this topic here has truly got my attention. Um, and I'll be candid with you, folks. Part of what's drawn my attention is personal. Um, and so I'll get to that as I unfold this. But the purpose of that spot, and I'm tying it to what we're watching in Congress with a debate over whether they should ban TikTok. And so my first question goes to both of you guys are vastly more savvy than in this uh, the social media world than I am. Um, but when I look at TikTok and we, you know, it seems like both sides of the aisle are looking for ways to ban them. And I look at it and go, wait a minute. First off, I'm not much for banning anything, book burning, not so much. But when I look at TikTok, and Miles, you let me go to you first to reel me in. Um, and I say that because of our age groups. We're relatively in the same same generation. So maybe maybe I'm seeing this wrong. 
But I don't look at TikTok any differently than I do Instagram, Facebook, etc. They're all using algorithms, and they all have an agenda, and none of it is America first. All of it is designed to generate a cultural revolution. So folks, if you've got a 10, 12, 13, 14-year-old son or daughter, and they're spending a lot of time watching TikTok or, or whatever other social hub they're on, I'm telling you that their, their sexuality is being challenged, how our economy is being challenged, all of the things that fundamentally used to be accepted by both sides of the aisle are falling into the target zone for these social media giants. And we say, yeah, but TikTok is China. And I say, you mean like Facebook is friendly to American culture? Not so much. So Miles, with you first, just because you are our, our, our computer scientist. When I, in my age group, what say you when you see me ranting on this topic? Yeah, I mean, you know, th this is part of the reason, like I've said in the show in the past, I've completely abandoned so social media when they wanted access to everything on my phone. They being, I, they, being no. they being Facebook, correct? Yeah, Facebook, Twitter. I just said, no, I'm out. Well, but so the argument has been that I've been watching in D.C. that TikTok wants to get my profile picture, my birth date and everything else, and it's all the exact same information that caused you to leave Facebook. It's the same stuff. And they'll say, well, Mike, but that goes to China. So it goes to China anyhow. Come on, get real, folks. And I don't, by the way, at 62, I'm mature enough to turn it off. But if you're 10, 12, 13, 14 years old, and they're using algorithms to drive you and dial you in, folks, it is alarming how much time our, our uh, pubescent age youngsters are spending having their sexuality and your lifestyle challenged and critiqued. If they're, if they're young boys, they're being told that they ought to be guilty. If they're young girls, they're being told something entirely different about family structures than either side of the aisle has ever viewed before, ever considered as, as most, I should say. Lud, what say you? You're the younger guy, and you are a professor in college. Tell me I'm nuts on this. <clears throat> Reel it in. Give it to me. No, I don't think you're nuts. So I, the, the, the different perspective I have versus you guys, and even Jared, who's younger than me, is, and, that, and this is where I think my, my generation has the advantage between both of your guys', is we lived in the era of you where there was the Dewey Decimal System and encyclopedias, we did all our research like that up until probably, if not through high school, mid-high school. Jared, you probably grew up where internet was the research and it wasn't encyclopedias and stuff. So I know as a kid, if I went to an encyclopedia, nobody knew I was looking up. Nobody knew. Nobody knew if I, if, if I was or Johnny Q or Susie Q was looking up gay sexuality, trying to figure out who or what they were. Nobody knew. We're in Jared's time, and now in our time still, if we want to find something, all of a sudden we can say it, and we're seeing reels on it instantly that day. And not one, multiple to see if we take the bait. Right. And that goes back to that clickbait thing. You click on one of those just to actually see what it is. Next thing you know, 10% is that, 20%, 50%. Right. And now it's pushing you down that way. And I used to be on, when I was on TikTok originally, it's just I want to see funny stuff that wasn't political. Right. It was my getaway from the political stuff that was on Twitter and Facebook. Now, all of a sudden, TikTok, I connected the two for my contacts, and all sure. of a sudden, TikTok was pushing me down political, and I'm like, I'm done with it. Not because it's China. Right. Because I agree. 
It's a really slim margin with the data collection identifying China versus the U.S. The, 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 the data collection done in the U.S. on us through the Patriot Act and everything, right. with the cameras everywhere and the recorders everywhere, we're bringing Alexa in our homes, and they've used those actually to subpoena for court cases. And That line is pretty thin. The only thing really separating two is the Constitution, and even that I think has been not destroyed but pushed. Well, no, no, or it's, altered? It's, it's, it's being altered in its understanding. Yeah. But listen, where I disagree with you, I don't know if I disagree with you. I want to take you back to question it. If you were 13 and the year was 1980 or 1975, anything, I'm going to draw a line in the sand at roughly 1995. Mm-hmm. So if you're 13-ish and it's 1995 or before that, you're right. If you're sitting there going, I'm not convinced I understand so you're down to the community, the, the the high school library. By the way, I want to get to the library in a minute because now we're all arguing about whether that's book banning. There are some things that I believe ought not to be in your middle or junior high school library. Is that book banning? We're not going to have to get to that. But back then, yes, you went to the library, you read it, went, that's me or that's not me. Mm-hmm. Now it's become a way more than those folks asking for equality. And I passionately believe that every U.S. citizen has an a, a, is standard of equal in our Constitution. Yeah. So I don't. I, the, the, the the idea that we're having this debate to me is nonsensical. But they're using algorithms to drive young people into that lifestyle. So I I know a young a young lad. He's thirteen. He's in a class. Uh, teacher segregates everybody in the class for a project into groups of three three children, 13-ish years old. This young lad is put into a group with a, a young girl and another young boy. The young boy begins to try to sell him on why he should be gay. You should be gay, is the quote. You should be gay. And it becomes a sales pitch. And the young 13-year-old boy says, I don't want to be a part of that group anymore. Why? Because he tells me I should be gay. Call your. We're going to get your father on the phone and he'll come get you. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How did that get to where we're sanctioning provocative advocacy, not a request for equality, provocative? And I think that's where my point's the same is back before the Internet and our generation, we were researching on how do we feel? What does this mean? Do we we're looking for education on it? Yep. Not a push towards a direction. There's a push now. And now it's. Ooh, they might be gay. Push them in that way. Well, yeah, they're they, pushing. They're 13 years old. They're questioning everything. But even before the show today, you and I were talking where most children, somewhere between 3 and 12, go through some kind of play doctor stage. Yeah. And if those folks find that out, they latch on to it. By the way, that 60-second piece got absolutely destroyed by the far left <laughs> on TikTok. Before I sent it out, I sent it to a friend of mine that's gay. I said, give me a critique on this. Am I nutty on this thing? He said, no, because I'm not part of the alphabet soup club. <laughs> I'm not going to be represented by what they're doing in schools. That's not what I do. So listen, Miles, I, when we come back, we got to get back to the EV thing. So prepare for that. I, I, uh, Folks, there's a lot of confusing stuff. we got to try to sort our way through it. Stay with us, and we will be right back.
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedendorski. And listen, let me take a moment to brag. Our flag station is where we're broadcasting from. It is WHTC in beautiful Holland, Michigan, right on the shores of Lake Michigan, 1450 AM and 99.7 FM. And we're heard in a whole bunch of states from Mountain Home, Arkansas, all the way to Anchorage, Alaska. Folks, we appreciate you all for joining us. Gentlemen, i got to take us back, if I can, to that topic before we move on to the EV thing. There's just so much there. i got to tell you, it's a revolution. I don't want anyone, I'm not trying to be shrill, folks. Like it or not, by the way, some folks go, yes, it is, and we're happy about it. I get that. But from my vantage point, I'm seeing it as a revolution, and I'm very concerned because I'm not convinced a lot of the folks that are either neutral or happy about it are pausing to say, yeah, but what are we going to have when we're done? So LGBTQ, etc. my gay friend identifies that as the Alphabet Soup Club, uh, identification in U.S. ticks up to 7.1%. And I've my sub note here is Houston, we have a problem. Team pressure to embrace the LGBTQ lifestyle is unprecedented in our middle schools and early high school. I think that's a problem. I really do. But I touched on book burning before the last break, and that's a concern I have. And, and I'm tying it to book tick- banning. Book banning. Book banning, big book burning. You paint it however you want. Uh, but I wrestle with that. TikTok, the folks in, in, in D.C. are talking about should we ban them? Should we restrict them to doing business out of uh, whatever that organization is in Texas. I, I wrestle with that because I go to the parents. I look to the parents and go, wait a minute. Your child spent four hours on TikTok and you're upset with the problems that caused five years later? Come on. I think there's, a, we can't, as, and I'm a parent, by the way, and I'm a grandparent now. But as, as parents, we can't push the responsibility onto the government's. It's got to be us. We got to get our arms around this. Yeah. So and I'm, and and again, I got to tell you, I, I got to say it again. I'm not against gay folks one way or another. I have no opinion there. We have a constitution that deals with the issue. That's my only focus on that issue. I'm not opposed to demand of equality. Everyone ought to be equal under the law. Advocacy in junior high is a problem. That's a bridge too far for me. So when I look at the numbers, scares the bejeebers out of me. And by the way, on TikTok, everybody on that 60-second piece I had Jared play early in the show today, almost everyone commented on TikTok were thinking I was talking about transgendered people. I'm not. I'm talking about junior high school pressure at a time when children really have a tough time dealing with pressure. That's where they're being targeted. I have a problem with that. I I genuinely do, but on the transgender topic, so Kamala Harris sends a congrats uh, in in a letter. She, so the vice the vice president of the United States is complimenting a transgendered girl for her 365th day. Well, she sent an apology letter when in the 10 years that person regrets their decision. Yep. Well, she sent an apology letter like, sorry that you regret it. Regret it. Think about that. Because that's happening more and more often. A lot more. Listen, it's a real physical, harmful thing. 
It's truly, it's it, forget what you think about it politically. People are physically getting hurt with this stuff. Miles, what's your opinion on this before we let uh, let Ludwig take us back to China? You know, the thing that kind of strikes me about this is when you think about the percentage of the population that is dealing with this versus, you know, Joe Sixpack flyover country, we are really focusing on a micro my my minority and blowing it up to something that you know uh, uh, allegedly needs time to be discussed on the i don't on the transgender issue yeah i mean it's like i mean when you think of the the number of uh, of people i mean aren't there more people with covid than are transgender it's up to almost a full 1% They've advocated it up that way. And, and Miles, let me say to you, but more important to the folks listening, my hair is not on fire over the transgender issue because I'm with you, Miles, on this. It's I, I, By the way, my heart goes out to the folks, especially the children that are being shepherded down that path without any concern, at least that's how it looks from the outside, for how this is going to impact their life health. My real focus, though, isn't that, and it isn't part of Joe Sixpack, whoever that guy is, it's not flyover, left, right, coast, it's none of that. Almost every public school district in the United States right now is being impacted by advocacy for gay conversion. Almost every single public school. I know I'm going to get a blob of hate mail. I'm okay with it because it's a fact. And if you're okay with that, folks, listen, that's what we the people really means. It's not we the people that agree with me. It's everybody, we the people. So if the majority think that's okay, I guess it's okay. But we ought to be aware of the impact it's having. And the other story that I wanted to tell, along with that 13-year-old boy that got sent home for not wanting to be included in the you-should-be-gay conversation, another young lady spends a lot of time on social media and with a small group of people. And now she's in a, in a getting mental counseling because it's absolutely terrorized her. Not fear out of raw, I don't know what I am, I need help. I need mental help. Folks, this nonsense that we're watching sweep across the country this year, it's mentally causing anguish for a lot of people. I think that's a shame. It's a way different conversation than what did Ludwig find in the library or you with your little buddy doll. Voltron. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist it. Anyway, that's how I see that. Now, what did it take us to China? Article 9. The company shall set up a party organization and carry out party activities in accordance with the Constitution of the Communist Party of China. you got to tell us what we're talking about. The Article 9. When the company shall ensure necessary conditions for carrying out party activities. The secretary of the party committee shall be the chairman. This is in a 94-page document published by the Goshen Company, which is the battery company coming to, to Big Rapids, Michigan. That's the one that the feds are funding through the Michigan Michigan government with with Comrade Whit, Whit, Whitless all excited about it. Yep, $175 million approved by the House Appropriations Committee, including a $125 million grant to the company and another $50 million for a Michigan-based economic development organization based in Grand Rapids. We, listen, we don't Plus do a, $540 million let, in tax breaks let me from just, Michigan. Let me just inset something. 
we don't do a lot of interviews on this show like we used to. Yep. But next week, we are going to have the state senator from that district on this show. She is passionately against that, but she has made an absolute deep dive study of that company and what monies will actually hit the ground because it's a poorer county. Economically, it's a poorer county in Michigan. So there's a lot of folks on both sides of the divide, not elected people, citizens, that are going, holy smokes, that's going to help our economy. And that's all they see. And it's hard to argue with them. And that's the problem right now we have with right. this war with China is they didn't create, they haven't went to war with us in a traditional missiles, people on the ground. Well, it's soft power. Oh, I don't call this soft. This is hardcore economic warfare we've been in for 20, 30 years, and we better wake up. They are buying up land here. They're implementing their, their companies here. And this right here is what should really be the red flag to it, is that they're not coming here. Yeah, they're going to hire Americans, but they're not going to operate their company in, accord, in accordance with U.S. standards. Wait, though, Lute, because I, I uh, saw an interview with Tudor Dixon. Yep. They're going to bring Chinese nationals over right. to work in this place. For all right. the management positions right. or even just the low level? No, for, for what I read was for management. Which is in accordance with their with laws their, with their, their bylaws. The bylaws of the company. Mm-hmm. That's part of their, their corporate yep. charter. Yeah. Right. So they're going to go into little old Big Rapids, Michigan, and start trying to implement a communist China policy. Listen, last week, Miles and I tried to talk about the debt briefly with China and the United States. When we come back, I want you to touch on that. Folks, stay with us. We've got a big topic. We'll be right back. All right, Ludwig. A long time ago, I say a long time ago, several episodes ago, I was talking about debt to China. And I can't remember if you did it on the air or immediately when we when we stopped doing the show, but your quip back to me, your comment back, your pushback was to say that 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 the debt that they owe us, that we owe them, is almost a wash. Mm-hmm. Is that the case? Yeah. So Miles and I tried to touch on it last week. We needed you. So tell us what the heck you were talking about. Well, actually, our largest debt holder is Japan. That's that's who we owe the most yeah. to. Yeah. Now China's the lar- growing the most and the fastest. But if we actually took in our debt against like what China owes us and Russia, and what we owe them is is, is darn near equal. Let's China- just go with China one, just one. Yeah, China's just- starting to pull away, and that we're becoming less equal, which is. We're Donald getting, Trump was trying to we're to getting prevent. We're getting deeper in their pocket. Yeah. But you're saying up until the last five or six years, the way I understood what you were saying, yeah. that it was pretty close to if we just stop speaking, we'll forgive yours, you'll forgive ours, and let's never speak again. Yeah. Be sure. like me owing you 100, I owing you 100, and me going, pay me my 100 bucks. Okay. Or I'm going to beat you up, and you go, well, pay me my 100 bucks, or I'm going to beat you up. But now you're saying that's worsening. Yeah. And what's driving the fact that it's getting worse isn't necessarily that we're borrowing more. It's the inflation, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Am I wrong when I say that? Yeah, so if you remember back during the Trump campaign and even his presidency, they kept talking about the devaluation of the yuan. Yep. And by them devaluing it, it cost us more to do there. So we were actually sure. paying more right. by them devaluing their currency. And they do it on their own because— They do it on purpose. Uh, intentionally. They sure. don't want their value to be worth but, a lot. But we've done that in the past. Yeah, well, we've, yeah. we've messed with the value of our currency overseas 
purposely to take advantage of trades. Yep. And it's, again, it's it, I remember, I remember and I hate, it's always been about Donald Trump, but he just exploited a lot of this. And I remember him in an interview saying, you think we don't do that? Right. We do that. And everybody's astonished. Oh, we do not. Yeah, we do. Miles, what's your take on what Ludd is saying? You know, the one thing I would be curious about, and I know, Ludd, I had asked you about this in year, years past, but do you think there's any validity behind um, China visiting Russia and trying to change the currency by which they're going to trade? Oh, absolutely, because there's actually a push right now for them with China and Saudi Arabia trying to get oil based on the yuan. And if that happens again, we're talking about economic collapse here. Yeah. And and China's trying to build, I refer to it, and I talk to my brothers and stuff, as the axis of power. It is. But listen, let's stop for just a second. Tell folks why that would be a calamity to us. Simple terms so that a fellow like me can understand. Why would that be a calamity? Because right now it might take us a billion dollars to buy a barrel of oil, but if they go against the want, it now costs us two, three, four billion. Okay. So right there's a three, four times your price. So whatever you're paying now, multiply that times the number we have to pay. So if gas is three fifty today and we pay double, now it's seven dollars. Right. So now is this on the same path? Let me just rephrase it the way my brain sees it. Is this on the same path to having another currency in the world replace ours as the world currency? Yeah. So prior to seventy six, I think it was the, the British pound was the currency. Right. And then that collapsed overnight and automatically the dollar took over. Right. Well, once the dollar took over, we had the strongest monetary mo- currency in the world. Right. They're trying to replace the dollar standard to now be the yuan standard. Right. So if it takes two dollars to equate one yuan, that's now double the price for us. But there was a point in time when everyone had a, an understanding about what the dollar bill was worth as it relates to a a value in gold, mm-hmm. the gold standard, et cetera. And so the world looked at us and go, wow, you're a very solvent organization. We can do business on this level because we trust what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But listen, I don't think anybody on either side of the political divide would try to tell you that the dollar bill has any representation of whatever gold we actually hold anymore. It's a, it's a huge, gigantic paper dragon. If we went to the gold standard, we would be a, we're like five, six, a multiple of five or six times greater than what the standard would put us at. Yes. Yeah. Which would cause the collapse. Yeah, everything would be the same, instant hyperinflation. The same as them saying, okay, now we're going to go to whatever currency in the world as the world currency. Yep. It would immediately be the effect of the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. Our, our value in our currency, you want to be honest, is our military. Oh, I, yeah, we're, we're like a rent-a-cop. That's our value. We, we are the world's rent-a-cop. If you try to, if you try to t- build, destroy us economically, well... We had the world's strongest military. Does that really make sense? Yeah, but I'm not convinced that's true anymore. No, because it also <laughs> depends on who's in charge of that military. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. But listen, there's a, there's a new kid on the block trying to be the world security. Yes. And that, that would be China. And, of course, we still really outgunned them, but they're growing quickly. Do not underestimate what China is doing militarily along with their they're well, not they're not a single stroke painter they're working ec- economy they're working the social side invested in our higher education in our social media including facebook instagram at all not just tiktok yeah they're all across the board they're all over us so like you, you ever hear people blanket. like hey i'm not going to go to that company because they 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 support a liberal thing and i'm not going to go there 
but they'll go to this company because it's conservative. Well, that conservative company still sees, sells the Chinese products that the liberal one does. Yeah, we are literally funding their military expansion. We are funding their growth. But but Americans don't see this stuff the same anymore. The last time I said this, I heard Miles in the background chuckling at me. So just for funsies, I'm going to say it again because it fits on this topic. But I'm going to one of those Michigan First or America First gatherings, and the parking lot looks like a Kia and a Hyundai parking lot. I'm going, how is this Michigan or America First? That's Stop that. Supposed to be South Korean first. I, I Listen, folks, and I'm not poking anybody in the eyeball. I'm That's a 30-some-year car guy looking at it going, what? And Miles, proud of you, didn't laugh at me that time. But that's how I see that stuff. Yeah. And I don't understand it. I tell you that, folks, not to... Not to take a swipe at anybody, but to say that we Americans have changed how we see these topics. And I wish and pray that we would slow to navigation speed and say, what's the end result? You know what I wish and pray, kind of COVID? That we would have seen the result. You can't get the chips. Uh, the, you, the, the, everything could have been made here, manufactured yeah. here, and we allowed the world to shut down and we couldn't get enough. But stuff. listen, the fact that somebody like Whitmer can overwhelmingly win re-election after she grossly mishandled COVID, worse than any other pandemic in American states' history, she mishandled it and then won overwhelmingly. Yeah. And that tells me I'm, I'm, I get that I'm out of step. I understand that. And, you know, I grapple to try to, to try to see it, but I can't like the Kia and the Hyundai thing. I, I don't get it. Listen, before we run out of time, i got to touch on a couple more quick things. So I'm reading a headline. This is from CNBC. Why hasn't U.S. poverty improved in 50 years? From CSNBC. And, of course, if you read the article, it starts off with a picture of some homeless people. And when I look back, you know, because Miles, Miles, you and I are 60-something. You're 60, I'm 60-something. When I think of it, I think of Detroit, the Coleman Young era, for those my age. And D- Detroit was absolutely flat broke then. And it's still flat broke. And Miles, the south side of Chicago wasn't any better then than it is now. But it does cause us to pause and go, 50 years, it's actually been more than that. That's the time frame they picked. But you and I do a lot of historical pictures. Look at them, see them involved in groups. You look at these communities in the 40s, 50s, and, and even early 60s. They look nice. They look clean. They look safe. And now they're just destitute poverty and i feel bad for the folks in those communities but what's going on that in twofold generations nothing has changed miles what's is there a fix is it just the way it is what's it what do you say well i think definitely in the case of chicago the media doesn't want to re report on that to make it a an, an issue to where the state and or the city would actually address it. But I, I suspicion Detroit's in the same boat. Right. That Lansing doesn't want to see Detroit. But but wait a minute. Here's the here's the, I, and you're probably right. And we're down to just seconds now. So I'm 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 listen. I'm frustrated with this stuff, folks. Because if if you look, take folks living in the city of Detroit or Chicago or any major city. Where you, if you're a parent and you're you have your children in absolutely failed schools, and so the Republicans will say school vouchers so that you can afford to take your children to a different school, 
And the left goes bananas crazy over the idea. I'm going, wait a minute, what's more important? Your union or 50,000 children? What, which one is the most important to you? I genuinely don't understand those folks in those communities that are okay with having their own party say, no, you can't take your children to a school that's not failing. I don't know. Listen, we're down to seconds. I apologize for, for going over. It's just, I think it's a big, big deal, folks. Listen, do me a favor. Thanks, everybody, for, for uh, signing in with us. Come visit us at the Mike Hewitt Show, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Be safe. We'll see you then.